Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. I do want to encourage you to check out our other podcast, in, uh, particularly public domain video theater, videotheater.greatdetectives.net. This month we'll be bringing you a couple of uh, great Christmas programs, so uh, be sure and check them out at videotheater.greatdetectives.net. Uh, uh, also, we, we have the Amazing World of Radio, amazing.greatdetectives.net. Uh, uh, we've uh, recorded uh, 60 episodes this year or thereabouts, so uh, go and uh, check that out. We will be having a Christmas episode added uh, this uh, month. Uh, check that out, amazing.greatdetectives.net. And uh, then we have the Old Time Radio Superman podcast, uh, more than 400 episodes, and we're continuing to work to rebuild the archive, uh, but you can uh, subscribe, uh, check out the Old Time Radio Superman uh, show wherever you get your uh, podcast. Well, now it's time for today's episode of The Fat Man. Original air date, September the 9th, 1954, and the title is Murder Runs a Want Ad. There he goes into that drugstore. He's stepping on the scales. Weight, 239 pounds. Fortune, danger. Who is it? The Fat Man. for everything in this modern world. Take some flour and stuff, mix them and bake them, and you've got hot biscuits. Take some uranium and assorted neutrons, split them down the middle, you've got atomic energy. Take a blonde and two guys, add a dash of larceny, a heaping amount of jealousy and greed, bring to a boil before pulling the trigger, and you've got the perfect recipe for murder. And now, here is the fat man in Murder Runs a Wanted. With 20,000 restaurants between the Bronx and the Battery, a New Yorker can spend a lifetime rounding out a full life of a gourmet and also rounding out his waistline. The night I bumped into Dwight Burgess, I'd had a yen for ravioli and green noodles. So I'd spent two hours in Benini's in Greenwich Village. I left there around 9.30. As I made my way along a dark passageway street just off McDougal Street, a door suddenly opened and somebody blundered right into my $4 dinner. <coughs> Watch where you're going. Get out of my way, can't you? Take it easy, Mac. You're not in the subway yet. You don't get out of my way. Don't for... swing, pal. You might regret it. Let go of my arm. Come over here. Under the lights. Now, listen, I'm warning you. Wait a minute. Ain't you Brad Runyon? Now guess my weight. I don't know me. I've seen you around. Hey, listen, Runyon, you've got to help me. Help you do what? Spend a Class A hangover? No, it's more than that. 
It's, it's Leela. Who's Leela? My wife. Here, come inside. She's the... She's on the tail in the hall. Here. All in a heap on the floor, huh? She's dead, Runyon. My wife's dead. Murdered. Stabbed through the heart. Well, I didn't do it, Runyon. I didn't do it. Where were you running? To get an aspirin? I... I lost my head. I had too much to drink, and then... When I... When I followed her here... Followed her? What does that mean? Look, I, I meant to kill her, but I didn't do it. I didn't. Tell the cops that. Maybe they'll believe you. Oh, they won't. I know they won't. You, you've got to help me. Okay, I'll do what I can. Well, find out who did it. Run in and hide me out. Don't let the police find me. I'll help you, but I can't hide you. You've got to. You can't let them get me. Don't be a dope. I can't cover up for you that way. All right, then get back against the wall. Stay where you are, fat man. Stay right where you are. Nobody with all his marbles argues with an automatic, so I let him go. Then I turned to the murdered woman on the floor. Even in death, she had a selfish, handsome face. I went through her purse and came up with loose change, lipstick, compact, a driver's license. A name, Leela Burgess, address, Sutton Place. All this plus a typewritten letter signed H.M. Smith arranging an appointment at the address where she'd be murdered. I called Homicide and then caught a cab to Sutton Place. It was possible Widower Burgess had run back home. When I entered his apartment building... Oh! Oh, oh, excuse me. Excuse me, ma'am. Oh, not at all. It was my fault entirely. Anything I can do for you, ma'am? I... I don't reckon so. I came to see Dwight and Leela Burgess, but... They don't seem to be home. I reckon you came a long way to see them. How can you tell? All the way from North Carolina. I only came across town, but it's still a long hike if I'm going to miss them. Oh, you know Dwight, too. We're great pals. Too bad nobody's home. Such a shame. <sighs> and the evening's still young. Yeah, my name's Brad Runyon. You think we might find some place where we can talk, have a drink? Well, now, Mr. Runyon, my name's Betty Lou. Betty Lou Barno. Just lead the way. <laughs> It's an awfully cute little bar. Awfully cute. The customers make it that way. Some of the customers. Wow. Thank you, Brad. If you don't mind if I call you... Brad, go right ahead. You in New York on business? I surely am. How'd you guess? I read the tea leaves in my last old-fashioned. How long will he be here? Oh, just long enough to tell Dwight and Leela the good news. Good and bad news, I guess you'd call it. Uh, what's the news all about, Betty Lou? Money? It surely is. Dwight's uncle back home. 
He's left them all his money, $200,000. You mean they don't know about it yet? Goodness, no. I came up to tell them. You see, I'm Uncle Waldo's attorney. More uncles should have attorneys like you, sweetheart. Honey, I may not look like Portia, but I reckon I know how to face life. I'm sure of it, Betty Lou. So Dwight and Leela both inherit his money, eh? Uh-huh. In the event of either one past known, the surviving heads in house too. When did Uncle Waldo pass on? Just four nights ago. He was killed by an unknown flower. That's so? A burglar? My, yes. Somebody broke in late at night. Uncle Walter woke up and then got himself killed. <laughs> but let's not talk about that. Let's talk about something gay. Brad, honey, you're so big and strong. Now tell me what great big eyes I've got. <laughs> Conversation developed into basic baby talk after that. It was three in the a.m. before I dropped Betty Lou off at her hotel. Four hours later, I was jerked out of sleep by some goon leaning against my door buzzer. Oh, go away. I'll beat it. Okay. Okay, take it easy. I'm coming. Brad Runyon? My office hours don't start until nine. I know it's a rugged hour to get anybody up, but I've got to see you. My name's Frank Guthrie. Okay, Guthrie, come on in. Thanks. Now, what can I do for you? It's not for me. It's a friend of mine. In trouble? Well, I guess so. His name's Dwight Burgess. Burgess? What's he want? Well, I don't know, Runyon. He got me out of bed an hour ago. Said he was in a jam, gave me the sealed envelope for you, and then beat it. That's all he told you? He didn't stay more than two minutes. Well, what's wrong with him? Has it got anything to do with Leela? Well, let me see the envelope first. Thanks. Well, what's happened, Ryan? He encloses $200 cash and the key to his office. And he doesn't want me to talk to anybody about the trouble he's in. Well, you can tell me. The Burgesses are my best friends. They happily married? Well, uh, well, yes. They've been married four years now. Came here from North Carolina. What business is Burgess in? He runs a small brokerage office. How'd you happen to meet them? Why all the questions? I'm in the same business. Now, what's happened to him? Sorry, Guthrie. Burgess asked me to keep it to myself. I can't betray a client's confidence. Okay. Well, I'll go and find out from Leela. She'll tell me what's happened. I let Guthrie go his way. He'd learn the news soon enough. Burgess's note asked me to go to his office and pick up a threatening letter he'd started to write to his wife. He swore he was innocent and again begged me to help after eight when I let myself into his office. It was small and neat. 
like a high-class telephone booth. I found the letter propped up on his desk. My dear Leela, after four years, I know the truth. You don't love me, have never loved me. And yet you say you're going to stay married to me because of my money and because of the money we'll get when Uncle Waldo dies. Well, you're wrong, Leela. We won't stay married. I won't be made a fool of, and I give you fair warning. Hello? Hello? Dwight? That's you, Dwight? No, it isn't. Who's calling? Oh, I reckon I must have the wrong number. Uh, No, you haven't, Betty Lou. Well, I declare. Who in the world... Uh, This is Brad Runyon, sweetheart. For goodness sake. Is Dwight there with you, honey? No, he isn't. Well, I just don't know what's happened. I tried to call Dwight and Leela at their apartment, and a strange man answered. I simply hung up on him. You did, huh? Well, the cops will trace your call. Cops? Brad, honey, what's going on here? I take it you haven't seen the papers yet. Of course not, silly. I'm not even dressed. Well, I mean to say, I'm still up here in my room. Better get dressed, baby, then go buy yourself a paper. Why, for goodness sake, why should I? I've got a visitor. See you later, Betty Lou. But, Brad, honey. Runyon. Runyon, I hope I'd find you here. Come on in, Guthrie. Sorry, broken the papers, huh? Yeah, look at it, Runyon. Leela's murdered. Police search for missing husband. Yeah, I know. How do you know? How do you get mixed up in this? A laser, Guthrie. Look, I've got the note. Tell me where Dwight is. What makes you think I know where he is? The note he wrote you. Now, where is he? Sorry, I don't have my crystal ball with me. But legal is dead. I've got to find him. Why? So you can turn him over to the police? What makes you say that? Because you were in love with Leela Burgess. Now, wait a minute. Why deny it? Oh, all right, I was. And what of it? Did Burgess know about us? No, he didn't. I didn't get anywhere with Leela. Madly in love with her husband, eh? She said she wouldn't leave him. Now, look, tell me where Dwight's hiding. You've got to tell me. Don't pamper it. I'll take it. Mr. Burgess, this is the Jade Collector's bulletin. Jade Collector's what? The bulletin. You still haven't picked up the answers you want to add. Would you like to drop by for them? Well, I... Yes, I'll drop by. Thanks very much. What was that about? It wasn't Burgess. Anything else you know about the Burgesses, Guthrie? Nothing I care to say. I'm going back to my office. Let me know if you have anything to tell me. I went through Burgess's desk before I left his office. I found one item of interest. A reservation envelope for an airline ticket to Durham, North Carolina and back, dated four days before. I put it in my pocket, checked the address of the Jade Collector's Bulletin, and then caught a cab. The Bulletin's office was on the ninth floor of a broken-down office building on Lower Fourth Avenue. A tall brunette in a tailored suit and harlequin glasses stepped out of the elevator with me. We reached the Bulletin office door at the same time. Oh, I didn't know you were coming in here, too. Yeah, I've got some letters to pick up. Maybe you're the one who phoned Dwight Burgess about the ad. Oh, no, that was Susan Weston. Oh, gee, I'm late in getting down here this morning. 
What's wrong? I don't know. The door's locked. Here, let me try my key. There you are. Thank you. I... Susan. What? Susan! had reason to scream. Susan Weston lay in a heap on the office floor. A tiny redhead who must have been a lively city mouse when she was alive. Now she was a limp bundle of rags with the back of her head extended. Oh, no. No, Susan, it can't be. You better get hold of yourself. This is no time to go to pieces. But she's dead. Susan's dead. We'll call the police on it. Who are you? Uncle Vincent. We were friends. Partners. Oh, who could have done this to her? Let's hope we can find out, Margot. I spoke to Susan less than half an hour ago. Oh. My name is Runyon. I'm a detective. Detective? I don't understand. I'm working for a client named Dwight Burgess. Susan called his office about her want ad in the Jade Collector's Bulletin. She said she had some replies for Burgess to pick up. Yes, the, the Bulletin's weekly newsletter we circulate among Jade Collectors. Susan handled our want ad section. I'd like to see that ad and those replies. But what about the police? Why don't you call the police? As soon as I've seen the ad. But we can't waste time with that. We've got to find out who killed Susan. That want ad may give us a lead on her killer. What? Oh, quit stalling, sweetheart. Get me that ad. Well, oh, here it must be in this Okay, I'll find it while you get those letters. I'll have to check the box number in the book first. Yes. Here it is. Box HS. A blind ad. And Dwight Burgess paid for it? Yes, that's the name. Okay. Here's the ad on this car. Hey, get those letters for me now, huh? All right. All right, they'll be in this box. Yeah. A real blind ad. Need money quickly, will sell my very rare Chinese jade necklace to white fire. Right, Fox. H.S. for a point. Mr. Runyon. Mr. Runyon. Now what? The letters. The answer to the ad. They're gone. When the homicide detail arrived, I had to tell them all about Dwight Burgess, his want ad, and the stolen letters. But it didn't help them find out who had killed Susan Weston. After they'd finished questioning me, I looked up Frank Guthrie's office number and called him from the corner drugstore. What do you want, Runyon? I want to know about Leela Burgess. I don't have anything to say. Leela's dead. 
The police will take care of everything now. Don't be an idiot. I want to know if Leela collected jade. What? Jade. Jewelry. Lots of women collected. Was she a jade collector? Well, a matter of fact, she was. Uh, made a big thing of it. Did she read a magazine called the Jade Collector's Bulletin? What? Are you hard of hearing, Guthrie? Or is this a bad connection? I asked you if Leela Burgess read the... Yes, jade... she did. Why do you want to know? Just trying to earn my dough. I intend to find out who killed my client's wife. After hanging up on Guthrie, I called the airline office to check on the ticket Burgess had bought to North Carolina. Then I went to Betty Lou Barlow's hotel. Oh, Brad, honey... I've seen the papers. Poor, poor Dwight. The police think he killed Leela. Do you think he killed her, Betty Lou? I... I don't care to answer that. Why not? You're not under oath. Well, I... I just wouldn't care to say. You've known the Burgesses a long time, haven't you? Ever since we were knee-high to a possum. You knew Burgess before he married Leela? Of course I did, Sally. What's so unusual about that? Well, it occurred to me you might have been in love with him. Oh, for goodness sake, honey. What put that crazy notion in your head? You did, sweetheart. I did? Yeah. You're not at all concerned about Leela. But you're plenty upset about Dwight. Oh. You detectives think you know so much. How did you know I'm a detective? I... I found out. Snooping, eh? Well, I've been doing some snooping where you're concerned, baby. You've been registered at this hotel for two days now. There's nothing wrong in that. Maybe not. But maybe the police will want to know why you didn't get in touch with the Burgesses right away. I... I wanted to mix pleasure with business. I wanted to have a good time by myself. Better think of a smarter answer than that, sweetheart. What are you talking about? Lady lawyers can be cute, Betty Lou. But they're not dumb. Better give up that sweet but stupid routine, baby. Just what are you getting at? Your Uncle Waldo's attorney. Who killed him? I've already told you. An unknown prowler. An unknown prowler named Dwight Burgess. That's crazy. Dwight hasn't been home in four years. Burgess inherits all the money now Leela's dead. What happens to the estate if he dies? Dwight isn't going to die. Who gets the money if he kicks off? It, it goes into a trust fund for charity. Who's the executor? I am. I'll handle it. You will, huh? Very interesting. Now, see here. Just what are you insinuating? For one thing, I'm saying you were in love with Dwight Burgess back home and jealous of Leela. That doesn't mean anything. You can't make a case out of that. And furthermore, Mr. Runyon... I'll answer that. Don't you yes, dare! Don't. Oh, you... Give me that 
Relax, sweetheart. Hello? Miss Barlow, please. Who's calling? Uh, that you, Burgess. How do you know? Never mind. Burgess, wait. Burgess, Mrs. Runyon. Is that what? Let me talk to him. Give me that. Late, sweetheart. He hung up on me. He should have let me answer. He would have talked to me. Yeah. He'll have plenty to say to me when I find him. Those are operated to trace the call, but it got lost in the wealth of incoming and outgoing switchboard calls. I phoned Frank Guthrie's office again, but he'd gone for the day. At 11.30 in the morning. Guthrie was the one person in New York outside of Bessie Lou who knew anything about the Burgess family. So I paid a hunch and took a trip to Central Park West. With Betty Lou tagging along beside me. Frank Guthrie's apartment is 410. No. I still don't know what you expect to find out from him. After all, he's just a friend of theirs. You ever meet him, sweetheart? Frank Guthrie? Why, no. Well, here's 410. Let's see if he's home. I don't know why you didn't phone him first. I did. Not just the office, at home. Hold it. There's someone coming. Oh! Come in, Runyon. You too, Betty Lou. What? What are you doing here? Hey, that guy! Come inside! Now, shut the door. understand, honey. Stay where you are. Both of you. I had a hunch I'd find you here, Burgess. Couldn't ask for a better hiding place, could you? What have you found out, Runyon? Tell me. I'm not so sure you want to hear it. Tell me. Okay, pal, here it is. I found evidence that proves you killed your wife. Oh, honey, no. And you killed a girl named Susan Weston. You've got the evidence that proves that? Your wife read the Jade Collector's bulletin, didn't she? She read it. And you knew she'd answer that one. I told you last night. That's why I followed her there. But she was already dead when I got there. You'll have a tough time making the cops believe that, Burgess. Especially after that want ad was paid for in your name. Ah, you're out of your mind. Am I? The girl who took the ad was murdered this morning, and the answers to the ad were stolen. You think you're going to tell the police that? They already know it. And they'll know about your trip to North Carolina. You're not going to frame me. I won't let you. Dwight, no, you can't. Get out of the way, Betty Lou. Stop it, Dwight. I'll shoot if you move. Frank! Yeah. Him in the other door. Thanks for the interruption, Guthrie. I guess you know you can be held for harboring a fugitive, though. Oh, he, he was my friend. I thought he was innocent. You mean now you think he's guilty? Well, I heard what Runyon found out. You'll have to give yourself up, Dwight. No. You can't make me any of you. You've got two murders chalked up against you, Burgess. Three. 
Out on that trip to North Carolina, he must have killed his uncle, too. You won't frame me. I won't let you. Run in. Look out. No, you don't. <laughs> Guthrie thought he was playing Notre Dame when my 239 pass hit him. He went on hard. But he was still struggling as I cried out to Burgess, Don't shoot! Hold it, Burgess! Hey, hey, you fool, Runyon. Let me up. Not yet, pal. Give me that gun. Come on, give me. No, no, I... All right. Now your pockets. I thought... Get them back. Give those letters to me. Brother, these letters are going to the DA's office. Runyon, what's all this about? Here's the killer, Burgess, your friend Guthrie. What? Frank killed Leela? And Susan Weston, and your Uncle Waldo, and he just tried to kill you. But, but all the evidence against why? Now frame up, sweetheart. Guthrie frame. Listen, Runyon, I... Don't move, Guthrie. You inserted that ad in Burgess's name, and you bought that ticket to North Carolina in his name. Then you planted the ticket envelope in his office. But, but why? Why did you do it, Frank? Because he was in love with your wife. He killed your uncle for her, then she double-crossed. She said she meant to stay married to you and all that dough. Frank, no. No, you couldn't. He did it all right, didn't you, Guthrie? Yes, I did, but how did you know? You said Burgess must have killed his uncle. Only Betty Lou and myself knew he was dead. That meant you'd killed him. But the letters, what about them? These are the replies to the want ad, five of them, all unopened, and one of them from Leela Burgess. Yet Leela received an answer to her reply. Yeah, that ad was bait for murder. I ought to kill you for this, Frank. Don't waste your bullets or your life on him, Burgess. The state will handle that job for you. I spend my life in getting into trouble and getting out of it. But at the same time, I generally manage to get some other people in and out of trouble, too. Be seeing you again. Belong. Welcome back. Well, that southern accent, uh, it started out being uh, okay, but it seemed to get worse as the actress had to use it a lot. To be fair, it probably uh, very well was a case where this was not an accent or dialect that uh, she had used that often and may have had limited uh 
practice with actually using that uh, sort of accent. Now it's time to thank our Patreon supporter of the day, and thank you so much to Roberta. Roberta's been one of our Patreon supporters since April 2019, currently supporting us at the Detective Sergeant level of $7.14 or more per month. Thank you so much for your support, Roberta, and that will do it for today. Join us back here tomorrow for The Man Called X, and next Tuesday we'll be back with another episode of The Fat Man. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net, follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives, and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.